Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. So let's start with saying Happy New Year. Happy 23 to all of you. I'm sure that there are, are more guys coming online now. But this is good. Yeah, Happy New Year. Um, our, last night, a couple of us got around the, the fire and I remembered some of the things that I was speaking about, you know, getting around the fire and saying, oh, man, what a good year. And uh, I really, I'm thankful for everything that happened in, in 22. I think that it, it was great for us um, as a church. and. Um, also in our in our personal lives, I know everybody had had different takes, but ultimately at, at the end of it, we overcome. Um, one of the things that we must remember is that God is outside time; He is not uh, subject to time. He's, you know, we we might have um, words for every year, and I think the Lord allows that because He understands. You know, like He, he can He can release a word for a year. But ultimately, what the Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son. And uh, as a result of what Jesus has done, the outcome is always we we overcome. And uh, last year, we kicked off the year by saying, in this year, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And uh, I said, come what may, I will see the goodness of, of the Lord in the land of the living. And and. And that's, I think that's a decision. Um, that's the way that it was written. Uh, also, if you read in Psalm 27, David said, you know, what would have happened if I did not believe this? Um, so uh, it's it's not that we trust in our situations or trust in our careers or trust in what's, um, what's uh, you know, uh, what the current circumstances are. We trust God because um, of what he did. But, I mean, ultimately... We saw the goodness of the Lord, and the church has grown. And you can literally see everything begin to flourish. And uh, so we have we have an exciting year up ahead of us. And uh, so the Lord has already started to speak to me about um, what's coming, what's lying ahead of us um, for twenty three. And um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to get right into it. Okay. All right, let's just start by praying and um, we go for it. So, so, Father, I just thank you for this morning, Lord, that we can um, connect, even though we're all in different places all around. Some are traveling, some are in different cities. Um, but, Lord, thank you for what you've done in the Word Church. Thank you for um, what you've done yeah, really connecting us and and making us fruitful, fruitful ground. Thank you that we can start this year by by listening to your word. We can start by hearing what's on your heart and your agenda for twenty three. And and I yeah, I really pray that wherever, whether we are away or close or nearby, um, that we'll really experience your presence and our unity in you in Christ. And uh, that will really just catch uh, a glimpse of all the things that you want to do in and through us at the Word Church 
this year. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You would have heard from last year, I spoke about the year 23 um, as a year of growth, or you could just you could just call it grow in 23. You know? So we, we're going to grow. And I think we have to uh, be very intentional and we have to really understand what it means to grow. I think uh, we have seen models of churches grow and um, I, I do believe that our church has to grow. But um, what is what does growth look like and what does healthy growth look like um, to God? Um, I don't think I don't think numbers is is always um, a healthy picture of what growth looks like. If the church is growing, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lot of people, although uh, more people do have to come to our church, we do have to grow, but we need to really understand what healthy growth is. Um, and I was thinking about uh, some of the things, some of the cliches that we use in churches and some things that we say um, in order to uh, help people understand that they they belong to a body. And one of the things that that you hear often in in a body is like you need to be planted. And so they say you must be planted in in a church. You need to be planted in, you know, whether it's a Methodist church or the AFM or Word Church or a City of Hope or a CRC. They say you must be planted there. And I've, I've often thought about this because although I do understand how important it is to be planted in, you know, in church, we need to be very careful that we're not, um, Paul actually addresses this in 1 Corinthians. He says, hey, you know, you're saying you're with Apollos. That guy says you're uh, you're with Paul. And some of them won't go to anyone because they say they're, they're, they're with Christ. And he's trying to, then he goes and say, is the church divided? And so in, in God's eyes, um, although he might have a word church, a Methodist church, uh, whatever church there is, is that uh, where we are planted, we are planted in Christ. Okay, that's our planting. You are planted in Christ. You are not planted um, in the word church. You are planted in Christ. I think a lot of people don't see fruit because um, because they don't understand that their roots are supposed to be in Christ and their roots are not in in the church. And so um, I want everybody, especially our team, to understand that um, the health of the church is not just dependent on um, you coming to church. The health of the church and in your life, what you'll experience is, are you rooted in Christ? You know, today um, we're not coming together uh, at our local meeting. Um, and so if if you take shots because of that, if you struggle for, because of that, you need to check um, where your roots are. Are you still able to to draw from Christ, uh, to draw from the anointing, even when we we don't come together? Now that's also why Paul said had to address people who said they are only following Christ, because that's also an unhealthy approach. Is because when we when we begin to think that we don't need each other. We don't need uh, 
the preachers. We can hear from Christ only. That is also a very unhealthy approach. So ultimately what God wants from us is that we, we put our roots in Christ and, and that we that we grow together. All right. So we finished off the year. I remember um, the, the, the Christmas message, just before Christmas, I spoke on uh, John 15, where Jesus said that um, we are the branches. He is the vine. We are the branches. And ultimately, that's what we are. Um, and we're called to, to, bear, to bear fruit. So um, the same life that flows through the vine has got to flow through you. So if you ever feel like there's no connection, you know, you, you need to check where um, your roots are. So anyways, um, this is a couple of the, of the verses. Some of them might be very, very familiar to you. But um, uh, I want you to take this next week in particular, this next week, and we're not meeting next Sunday, but the week after we're meeting, I want you to take uh, the following verses that I'm going to read. I want you to meditate on it. And I want you to consider um, the fruit in your own life, personally, individually. I want you to consider where your, where your roots are, um, are. I want you to have a look back over 22 and previous years. And I want you to intentionally decide that this year um, is going to be different. This year, I'm going to I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew my thinking. Uh, some people think that uh, the the whole New Year's resolution thing is a cliche. I don't think so. I think it is a great opportunity to make a a, a, a reset in your decisions and and to sharpen up and get get some results in in your life. All right, so. Uh, let's read. Uh, this is from Psalm chapter one. And uh, it says, yeah, Psalm one verse one, I'm reading out the net. It says, how blessed is the one who does not follow the advice of the wicked. Okay. Now, when I read everything, I want you to consider, consider your own life, right? Consider uh, almost like what that psalm says, my, where does my help come from? Where's my source? It says, how blessed is the one who does not follow the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the assembly of scoffers. Instead, he finds pleasure in obeying the Lord's commands. He meditates on his commands day and night. Number three, verse three says, he is like a tree planted by flowing streams. It yields fruit, it yields its fruit at the proper time and its leaves never fall off. He succeeds in everything he attempts. Wow, he succeeds in everything he attempts. So I want you to consider yourself, you're, you're a tree. And God's um, heart for you and for me, individually, collectively, he wants us to succeed in everything we attempt. <laughs> and that's why uh, you read in Joshua chapter 1, it says, if you will keep this word in your heart and in your mouth, it says, you will have 
good success. You'll have great success, um, not just success. The Lord's um, heart for us in, in truth is that we will succeed in everything that we attempt. And he says, this is how it's going to be. You will not, you will not sit in uh, the fellowship of, of sinners. You will not draw from the advice of sinners. He says, but your, your meditation day and night is going to be on God's commands, what he says. Now, if uh, like Kenneth Hagin said, this, the word, uh, without the spirit, he says, you will dry up. Uh, but in the spirit without the word, he says, you will blow up. But if you take the, the word and the spirit, you will grow up. And so we are, where the Bible says we are trees planted by streams, we know that that is symbolic language. Streams is speaking of the spirit of God. And so ultimately, where do the, all the commands of God come from? Well, we can read it in the word, but there are also commands that come from the, the spirit himself. So we have to take those roots. I mean, if we just take all our meditation of last year, every time we have battled with stress, with anxiety, with decision-making, where have we drawn our decisions from? Has it been from, um, you know, from what uh, other people have said, the sinners or the score, you know, what is it, scoffers? <laughs> or, or have you got to a point where you can draw your source from, from the word of God and, or from the spirit of God, all right? So I want you to think about that. When you look into 23, if you consider your success from last year, Maybe you, maybe you didn't have good success last year. Okay, so maybe the year ended in, in a bad way. Are you going to let last year's ending um, affect your expectation for 23? God wants you to, say, to, to look and, and know his heart for you is that you will succeed in everything you attempt, right? Okay, so uh, then, then I want to read... Obviously, um, some of you will already know that there's a scripture that sounds very similar to, to Psalm 1, and that is Jeremiah uh, chapter 17, and the Old Testament verse, but um, I'm going to read it nice and strong. Sometimes we have to, we have to read the, the harsh stuff as well. We like to skip over it. But the Lord says, yeah, Old Testament, but from verse 5, he says, I will put a curse on people who trust in mere human beings, who depend on mere flesh and blood for their strength, and whose hearts have turned away from the Lord. You know, so um, David writes and says, some trust in chariots and horses, said, I will trust in the Lord. And that sounds so arrogant often to, to people because um, you know, people who understand, you know, how life goes, you know, you gotta, you gotta have certain things in place and certain things in check. But at the end of the day, God delights in people that trust in him with their whole hearts. All right. He says, those people who trust in people, he says, they will like a shrub in a red rift valley. They will like a shrub in a red Rift Valley, they will not experience good things, even when they happen. It will be as though they were growing in stony wastes in the wilderness, in a salt land where no one can live. 
Then verse 7, my blessing is on those who trust in me, who put their confidence in me. My blessing is on those people who trust in me, who put their confidence in me. They will be like a tree planted near a stream whose roots spread out towards the water. It has nothing to fear when the heat comes. The leaves are always green. It has no need to be concerned in a year of drought. It does not stop bearing fruit. So it will not stop bearing fruit. Uh, so uh, where, where we have constant news headlines in our face of all the bad things that are happening in the world, all the things that we have to to look out for and to watch out for um, what, what God says here is this even in a year of drought, he says, your leaves will be green. Even in a year of drought, your roots will spread out towards the water. You know, so where there is, where there is lack, where there is shortage of rain, um, there'll be no shortage in your own life. Okay. Um, and you will not stop bearing fruit. And I want you to, to, to understand that that's God's heart for you. God, God's heart is that you will bear fruit in every situation, in every circumstance, no matter what comes your way, no matter what kind of trouble comes your way, no matter if it comes to your family, if, um, if you sense attacks coming on your, on your household, if you sense attacks coming over your, your career, that the Lord doesn't want you to experience any sense of threat at all. He says, I want you to be planted. I want your heart to be, to be rooted in me. I want you to approach this year with confidence, knowing that, um, yeah, that, that, that my intention for you is to have a great, great, great success. All right. Then I'm, I've got a, another one to read. And, um, we have to also decide and understand what, what success is. It is not just wealth. It is not just having, you know, a nice career and everything is going nice and well and you're able to do what you want to with, with money. Um, success in God's eyes is, is I really feel it's, it's when we are walking in his will, when, when all of us as a collective, as a corporate body, um, what we're doing somehow in your life, whether you are uh, a teacher at school, whether you are um, a farmer, a lawyer, uh, a judge, <laughs> whether you are um, a student, it doesn't matter somehow, everything in our lives, everything that you do um, individually, is so important that it that it plays a role in the kingdom, that it that it directly impacts the world as a whole. And and I do believe that is that when you are doing what you are called to do, you are changing the world. You are changing um, uh, uh, reports and headlines. You are changing destinies. And then the day that you get up and you go teach at a school. Or you go and see a, a, a farmer or 
whatever. The day that you do that, God is working with you. He is with you. And because you are doing what you do and God is giving you success, um, it is also directly impacting my life. You are impacting your own community and the, and the body that you've been called to function in together and that we will grow as a whole. Now, Isaiah 61, uh, another uh, great, this one I'm going to read most of the chapter. And I want you to, to hear um, what the Spirit says. Number one, verse one, Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has chosen me. And we know that's speaking about Jesus, right? Prophesying Jesus, but mm-hmm. also speaking about the church, the commission that the church has. He has commissioned me to encourage the poor, right? Listen to that that commission. It's on YouTube. To help the brokenhearted, okay? Sometimes we're the brokenhearted and we need that help. Well, that's what I think we'll find in community, okay? To decree release of the captors and the freeing of prisoners. To announce the year when the Lord will show his favor. Um, Okay, now check it. Verse 3. To strengthen those who mourn in Zion. Now God starts speaking about the one psalm says, when the Lord returns or restores the cap, turns the captivity of Zion. When God changes things. Now we we are Zion, right? He says, to strengthen those who mourn in Zion by giving them a turban, right, instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, all right? So if you have been, uh, if if your portion has been ashes and mourning, right, and discouragement, this is what he's saying. I'm giving you a turban. I'm giving you oil of joy instead of mourning. I'm giving you a garment of praise instead of discouragement. Here we go. You will be called oaks of righteousness, trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor. So when you begin to uh, uh, lay hold of God's promises, when you begin to take the word of God and your, your roots Go to those streams and you meditate on on what God says. He says the success then, (laughs) the fruit that you bear, bear, he says, will reveal his splendor. God wants you to succeed in in, in your life. God wants us as a church as a whole to succeed in what we're called to do in our mission, in our vision. He says, because when we do that, all right, we reveal his splendor. And so that's why God is glorified when we bear fruit, <laughs> when we bear fruit. So in those areas where, where you know I have not, I, the fruit that it, that's there is not, is not good. It's not the, the outcome of what God wants you to have yet, right? Um, but let's, let's, let's see this. Read it again. It says, I'm going to give you um, <laughs> oil of joy right? Oil of joy instead of mourning. Now your spirit says, yes, all right? I'm going to give you garments 
of praise, right, instead of discouragement. So the morning when you wake up and you approach what, what's, you know, what's up ahead of you, you'll have praise. You'll have something to be excited about, right? You won't experience discouragement. And, and you're going to be called oaks of righteousness, okay? Trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor, all right? Let's quickly read the rest. It says, you will rebuild the perpetual ruins and restore the places that were desolate. Wow, this is God's promise to his church. You will reestablish the ruined cities, the places that have been desolate since ancient times. Foreigners will take care of your sheep. Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of the Lord. You will enjoy the wealth of nations and boast about the riches and receive from them. Instead of shame, you'll get a double portion. Instead of humiliation, you will rejoice over the land they receive. Now, when you hear this word, what you, what your response, you, you know, we mustn't, uh, our response to God's word isn't, you know, if I see it, I'll believe it. You know, you don't get into this place like, okay, I'm hearing the word, now we'll see. No, you take God's word, you get it in your heart, you meditate on it day and night, you confess it with your mouth, you begin to respond, and then you make a conscious decision to, um, to, uh, yeah, to believe it and to see it. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, right? And so for me as a church, uh, as a whole, as a pastor, it's my, my heart to see all of you have, have success in what you do. Um, I, it's my heart to see that, that you experience the turning. If you have experienced um, any kind of discouragement, ashes, mourning, if you felt helpless, that, that you can take God's word this morning and, and say, Lord, I receive joy. <laughs> Lord, I receive joy. I receive the garment of praise. I will be called an oak of righteousness. I will um, plant my roots in you. I will draw from the spirit. I will draw from your word. And, and ultimately, it's your heart so that I will reveal your splendor through, through the success that you're going to bring me. And that's, that's his, his, his portion for you. As a collective, as a collective and as a body, um, I, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit more um, about what I feel God's going to do with us in the church when we, when we open up. But um, as a collective, I know that we're, we're going to do things at a much larger scale than what we've been doing. Because um, even if I just look at, at uh, the, the people that have come up, I know there's a lot of people who could not be online this morning. But I know that God has built in so many of you um, that are watching. Uh, like if you just look at the last few years, what God has done in your life, in our uh, church, um, I know that he's prepared you to give. He's prepared you to, to give more. And he's causing a, a placing in a bond 
on your life to, to give more. I'm not talking um, finances, it can be finances as well, but to give more in the sense of really committing to, to the vision. And I know that um, in 23, we're going to experience so much growth in the sense of personal uh, personal growth. We're going to experience growth as in, um, in numbers in our church. There's going to be a favor on our church. Um, there's going to be a capacity to do more uh, to like what the scripture says there about to, to bring restoration to the cities and um, that we will know that as a word church, we are not only just called to impact just the individual or the family um, or the city, but the nations that this year we'll begin to see um, our reach to nations and that will be begin to, to cross borders and, and that the Lord will really begin to open doors in that sense as well, that we'll not, not just over the airways, but that we'll, we'll cross borders and we'll reach nations. And, uh, and that, yeah, that you are not called just to sit in the church. You are called to get involved and, and to become a, a lifeline to so many people around. So we're going to experience a, a, a growth in that sense, in the sense of impact um, though this morning, I know it sounded like um, I'm just speaking about your careers and things. I'm not. Um, it, when we talk about kingdom, it includes your career. But you must not be um, ignorant of the fact that there is a calling and a demand on your life, a commissioning to reach the nations. And maybe you can even ask the Lord and say, Lord, what does that look like for me and for my family? How am I going to 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 meet that call. And this is why I want you to take this next week um, and intentionally pray, intentionally spend time with the Lord, intentionally get your roots um, in Christ. How do I get my roots in Christ? Through my meditation, through my confession, and through what's going on in my heart. That's how I know that my roots are in Christ. Get your roots out of anxiety. Get your roots out of the cares of the world right? Out of everything that chokes, get your roots in the spirit of God. And you can do that intentionally by reading your word, by, by listening to his voice and by praying in the spirit. If you do that, you're going to get a hunger and an expectancy and excitement in your heart for this year. And I'm telling you, we're, we're going to experience a year quite like Nova. I never said that we will not have any kind of trouble or resistance but I do know that come droughts, my roots are in Christ and I will bear fruit. And your roots will be in Christ and you will bear fruit um, no matter what, no matter what the season. So um, I keep a journal and I'm going to I'm going to ask especially all our leaders, even if you're not. Um, uh, yeah, get a journal, get a book, write it down. I know you all like to use your phones and, and all of that. There's no scripture that says you must um, type things out. There's only scriptures that say you must write things out. <laughs> so get a book and and write write down some of your um, your dreams, your visions. Know that God is giving you a yes and amen. Um, and then you make sure that you, that your roots are in Christ. Get vision, root root into Him, and and get some enthusiasm. Make a decision in your heart and saying, Lord, I'm going to see your goodness. Make a decision and say, come what may, my family will experience the goodness of God. And um, and then when we get together, 
uh, on the 15th of January, we're going to make a big, big, big noise and really kick off the year with, um, yeah, with so much hunger and anticipation. So challenge you take every day, read the word, spend time in his presence and, uh, and he's going to speak to you. So right now, let me pray for you and, uh, and yeah, we take it from there. So father, I just thank you right now for everyone that managed to come online today. I know that this is a, a word for, for, um, for them specifically. So many of us needed this word. I think, I think so many more need it. But right now, Lord, that you'll just come and just establish, just, just make this word real and alive in everyone's hearts. Take out the care, the, the anxiety, the doubt, um, the expectation um, as a result of disappointments. Fill their hearts with hope, with joy, with praise, with anticipation, with vision, and uh, that as a collective, as the word church, Lord, that we can, we can bear fruit come whatever season we find ourselves in, come whatever difficulty that life throws at us, come whatever sense of resistance, Lord, that we'll have our eyes on the prize the, and, and, and the hope that you give us. Take us out of um, useless cliches, things that don't work, bring us into the fulfillment of what you want to do in our lives today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberly on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed.